here is the key. We want you to get ultra specific when you're creating this profile for who that person is. Feel free to even give this person a name so that you can easily picture who you are creating your content for. This is not your average business podcast because here we are going to discuss how you hit your goals without losing yourself, your values, or your relationships along the way. We believe in the whole person versus the long-term hustle approach and demonstrating to our children what living a life full of purpose is truly about. We're here for the woman who is an aspiring entrepreneur, developing her personal brand, and staying open to the opportunities that come before her. We're here for the woman yearning to find businesses that align with her, her core being, so she can feel in alignment with her life. Come on this journey with us as we navigate this very full season and pursue a life we love. Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for a greater purpose? Are you craving connection? Perfect. You are in the right place and we're excited to get you one step further than you are today. Today, Kat and I are going to be talking about arguably one of the biggest mistakes that new business owners make, and that is not niching down. So if you've ever wondered if you need to get more clear on your niche, or maybe you aren't seeing the results that you want in your business, this episode is for you. Let's start with the basics here. A niche is a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. And niching down is essentially a smaller category inside a broader category. So let me give you guys an example so you can really understand what we're talking about. So Expecting and Empowered, my first business, would be considered in the fitness industry. But we niche down even further so that we are just serving pregnant and postpartum women. We know that this is our customer base. And we are going to serve them from when they start to try to conceive until they're two years postpartum with our products. You'll see if you follow us, all of our information is served to this particular set of women. Now, what you can probably see is that when you niche down, you definitely exclude a lot of people versus if we just had a general fitness app. But we're going to tell you today why that is the best decision. We've been able to find our dream customers, build a profitable business, and most importantly, we get ourselves into the hands of women who truly need this solution in their life. That's such a good example, just right out of the gate. And what's interesting is that when people start businesses, rightfully so, they are concerned about making money. And it can feel really counterintuitive to exclude people because it feels like you might be hurting your profits, but the reality is the exact opposite. Niching down is going to create incredible trust with your clients or customers because it positions you as the go-to authority in your space, which makes your messaging so much more clear. It makes it so much more convincing of why someone should listen to your podcast or why they should work with you or why they should buy your products. So for example, if I was really, really sick, let's say I was just diagnosed with breast cancer, I would not seek the help of a family practice doctor or a generalist. I would want to work with an oncologist who has worked specifically with people who've had the same diagnosis with me. It would just be a no-brainer decision. And I know that's a really extreme example, but we can see the exact same situation in business. 
So when you niche down, it's actually going to position you as a leader. You're going to be that go-to authority in your space. And it's a heck of a lot easier to sell your products or services that align with your niche. And in the future, if you ever do decide to venture into the world of paid advertisement, it's also way easier to reach the right people. So, I mean, when I think about it, there's been a lot of press about Facebook and all these big data companies, and they're collecting every minute detail of who we are, which is kind of freaky. But they use that data to help niche down so companies who we are most likely to buy from can reach us. So if it's working for these big companies like Facebook and Google, it will most certainly work for you. And when Kat and I were developing this episode, one thing that we thought of is that you guys might be thinking, okay, but I know that you two are multi-passionate people. Kat and I both have other businesses besides pursuing her purpose. So I thought it would be really interesting to talk about why my three businesses are three separate brands and why it was so important for me to do it that way. So most of you know, if you've listened to our previous episodes that I did start as a blogger, but I'm going to consider my first business expecting and empowered. And that was my focus for three whole years before I started my second business herself. My sister, Crystal, and I really had to pour ourselves into that business to get it off the ground. And we wanted to develop the brand and the community around it completely. We wanted you to be able to tell that a post or a product came from Expecting and Empowered. When I decided to start herself with Abby, I absolutely knew that I wanted herself to stand on its own two feet. Very intentionally, I made sure that it had its own branding, its own brand voice, and it was its own business. Although Expecting and Empowered and herself have very similar demographics, they are standalone brands that complement each other and have certainly helped each other build along the way. Now, you guys probably also know by now that Abby and I had always dreamed of having a business where we could help women that were going to start an online business. And as most of you know by now, Kat pitched us the idea of doing it the three of us. The rest is history. But again, pursuing her purpose needed to stand apart from herself and certainly from expecting an empowered. Our ideal listener and customer might or could come over from herself, but those are also different listeners. I'm living in this beautiful ecosystem of three brands that are all symbiotic, but they are truly their own entities. I almost think of them as their own people. What I try to do as the owner of all of them is to make it very clear what each of them do. I'm doing a good job if I could pick one of my followers and ask them to tell me about my three businesses. I would love if they were able to name each one of them and just give me one or two sentences about what they do. Kat and I have talked about this in the past because where we see other people go wrong, if I can say it so boldly, is they'll have multiple offers under the same umbrella and those offers don't make sense together. So what happens is your customer gets very, very confused on what you're doing. And what I have learned in business is you absolutely never want a confused customer. 
so true. I was just working with a client in my other business and her like offer suite. So her products that she had, she had about I don't know, 50 of them. And it was so confusing. It's like some were meant for the very beginner, some were meant for the very advanced, but they were using the same messaging across, like trying to be on the same sales page. And it was so, so confusing on what it is that she offered and who it was that she served. So we really helped her figure out who it is that she wants to work with and how to really pare down what her offers were. And that was a big thing because she did have a lot of scarcity mentality of excluding people. But the reality was she's been able to grow a more profitable business and serve the people that she really, really wants to work with because she did that. So one thing I love about the businesses that you have, Amy, is that they all have this beautiful through line. Like you said, they have this symbiotic relationship and that's that they all serve mothers. And even though they serve three very different aspects of motherhood, I can see how they can not only stand alone, but they really can support each other. So anyways, I think we've made our case of why this is so important. So I want to talk about some common symptoms that you might have if you need to niche down. So think about your business or your side hustle and where you're at right now. So is your audience growth happening very slowly? Are you finding it difficult to make content and aren't sure about what to talk about? Maybe you aren't sure on who your audience actually is. You haven't created or understand who your ideal customer avatar profile is or ICA as we've talked about in previous episodes. So for example, if I asked you, who do you serve? You couldn't succinctly answer that in two sentences. Maybe you're feeling worried that you will exclude people like my client was feeling. You're working with people who actually are sucking your energy right now or aren't people who you would consider to be those dream customers or dream clients. So if you nodded your head at any of those, then I think it might be time for you to consider niching down a little bit. And Kat, what's coming up for me is we've talked about this in a lot of different episodes, just kind of said in a different way. So I remember the one that we did about Instagram, same concept. It's like, you want to be known for a few things. People have to understand what your messaging is, what you're trying to do, and why they should follow you. It's the same thing. If they know you for something, they're much more likely to stay around than if they can't tell what your focus is. 100%. And even on the flip side of that, as content creators for us, it's so hard to make content if you're like, well, I could be known for these 100 different things. But if you pare it down to those you know, three to five things that you really want to talk about and focus about, it's just so much easier to create a content calendar of what your reels look like or your Instagram or your blog posts. It just flows so much better. Yeah. It does make things easier on you, which is just another reason why you might want to do it. So we teach this inside of Purposeful Business and also inside of our new podcast course, Purposeful Podcast, because it's that important. So if this is you, I'm going to give you a few prompts to think about. If you're driving right now or your hands aren't free, we do have a blog post on our website that goes right along with this episode and captures all of these prompts as well. So number one, what do you love to do? Number two, what are you good at? Number three, what does the world need? And number four, what will people pay you for? The intersection of all those is going to be your business niche. And 
let's go a little further into how to niche down. So number five, have you ever worked with a client or customer before who was a dream to work with? What about them did you enjoy? If you haven't yet, imagine them. Number six, have you ever worked with a client or customer before that wasn't a dream to work with? What about that experience sucked your energy? If you haven't yet, imagine that experience. Number seven, I want you to sit down and write down an elevator pitch on who this person is. Where do they live? What brands do they like? What is their age group? What are their hopes? What problems are they having? How long have they been having these problems? You guys, here is the key. We want you to get ultra specific when you're creating this profile for who that person is. Feel free to even give this person a name so that you can easily picture who you are creating your content for. Yes. I love this exercise so much. And inside of our programs, as you mentioned, we do go into this like a hundred times deeper so that our students are so clear on who they are serving with their business or podcast. But this is an amazing starting point to get going niching today. So one thing that I also wanted to share is that niching is going to equal more profits in your business. So it's not only going to make things easier for you as a creator, but it's also going to bring in more revenue in your business. And this can be true in two different scenarios, depending on what kind of business you run. So for people who want to have a lower priced offer or who have a lower priced offer, let's say anything $100 or less. When you reach more of the right people with convincing messaging, you're going to make more profits because you're going to have more sales. A great example of this, in my opinion, is the company Big Little Feelings. Their course is under $100 and it is very specific on who it supports. I believe it's for kids who are under five and they reach a lot of people. They had one product for a very long time until they expanded because they were very, very specific on their niche and their offers. And then for people who have a more expensive offer or let's say even a service, you are looked at as that specialist. So just like that specialist doctor is going to make more money than the generalist, the same with you. I have this friend who is an adventure wedding photographer, and she only does elopements of very adventurous couples who want to get married in national parks. And she is able to charge three times the normal quote unquote wedding photographer rates. And this is because the couples know that she is going to be the best for their unique needs and their vision that they have for their special day. She's going to find the best spots. She's not afraid to get a little dirty to get that perfect shot. And they know, like, and trust her because her message speaks to their soul on a deep level. Okay, Kat, I have a quick follow-up question about that story. Yeah. Is that what she has always done or did she start more general? So she did start more general and was just kind of like, I'm going to take pictures of whoever I can because I want to become a photographer. And then she really niched down when she was like, what I really want to do is be an elopement adventure photographer. And at the time, there was like no one who's doing that. Now you could find more people in this space. So you know, it felt like a risk for her at first to niche down because she didn't even have expansive people who 
had shown her the way in the past, but she's been able to niche down. And now she's even able to like plan her whole schedule because she has such a big waiting list of people who want to work with her. So it's like, Hey, in June, I'm going to be in Yosemite national park. And she books her elopements and it's only in June In July, I'm going to be in Alaska. And so it's made her life so easy. And people just like, there's such a demand because she's so, so specific. Okay. Here's why I asked that. And here's why I loved your answer is because the answer was she started more general. Yeah. But then she started to really realize when you leave an event and it lights you up. So she probably did a more adventurous couple and she left that wedding and she just had a different feeling than all the other weddings. And that was the breadcrumbs that I think a lot of us are ignoring lean into what you really love. If you're a little bit further down the road and you're listening to this episode, it's okay to totally lean into something that you love. And that's probably going to mean niching down a little bit more. Yeah. And I think we're often taught to not follow our feelings, but it is checking in with yourself. Did that experience light you up? Do you feel energized when you left? Or are you feeling depleted or exhausted? It's those little signals that sound so obvious, but I just don't think that we're taught to really tune into those. And they can be so, so powerful when you're building your business. And one of the reasons that pursuing her purpose exists is exactly this. So Abby, Kat, and I were very clear about who we wanted to serve before we started this business. And one reason that we are very lucky is because we have the experience. We've seen this go the other way. So not niching down really can cause burnout. And so we saw some of our mentors getting really burned out, people we've worked for. Like it just is true that if you're feeling out of alignment with what you're serving and who you're serving, it's a much quicker ticket to burnout. So we will never forget our first purposeful business coaching call because we came onto it. It's on Zoom. And half of our students showed up ready to chase their dreams with new babies strapped to their chest or a toddler sitting alongside of them. We are a brand for working moms that want to start a venture that helps them live out their purpose. And that is exactly who showed up to our call. I'll never forget Kat had tears in her eyes because what we were trying to build, we actually did build. So I hope that today's episode leaves you feeling so ready to go and inspired to take a really good look at who you are serving and see if you can get even a little bit more specific and speak to less people in order to reach more of the right people. If you want to dive into this topic a little bit more, you can head over to our blog post at pursuingherpurpose.com to check out the prompts from today's episode. 